Welcome to Dreamers to Leaders, Keeping It Real with Melody podcast. Melody is a classic dreamer who started as a flight attendant and worked her way to now a tech fashion trendsetter, thought leader, and dynamic entrepreneur in various industries. This podcast is for the dreamers and doers. Learn how to think, act, and speak big as business leaders share how they turned from dreamers to leaders. Hello and welcome to the Dreamers to Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Melody. Our guest today is a world-class speaker, a 20-time best-selling author, an entrepreneur, and a publisher. She's responsible for publishing over 700 international best-selling books. She is here to inspire us and to give some tips on how to be a, to become a best-selling author and to become a remarkable entrepreneur. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Lady J.B. Owen. Hey, Lady J.B. Owen. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. And it's such a pleasure to be in your space with your community. So thanks for having me. Of course. Wonderful. All right. So, J.B., as a world-class speaker, 20 times best-selling author, all of that amazing proud moments in your bio. Take us back. Take us back to the time where you were at a crossroad in your life. And it's all those decision-making that you need to do. And that decision you felt brought you to the trajectory of where you are today. Can you take us back to that time? Jamie? Wow. Getting right into it, aren't we? <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Well, thank you for asking. I appreciate that so much. Um, I'm so blessed to be a publisher. And, and right now I'm actually working on a new book called Ignite Your Faith. And so a lot of things that have been happening to me right now are really faith-based. And it's made me think a lot about what was that moment? What was that Ignite moment that really changed me? And as per your question, I do think about a time I was ending my marriage. I was living in the guest room. I was really estranged from my husband. I was working about 90 hours a week. I was traveling five times a year to Asia for my company. I was leaving my kids home with the nanny up to 21 days at a time. And I had come home from a trip about eight days before Christmas. No one was there to pick me up at the airport. I took a taxi home and I walked into my house and I could hear my kids laughing in the kitchen with the nanny. And they were two, three and five at the time. And I just really felt jealous. So I snuck up to the uh, guest room and I went to sleep without even saying hello to my kids. And I convinced myself that I'd been traveling for 15 hours. And so mommy needed sleep and would talk to the kids in the morning. But that night, God did something really powerful. And my three-year-old woke up in the middle of the night calling out the nanny's name. And in that exact moment, I knew I had to make a massive change in my life. Everything had to change. Not just one thing had to change. And it didn't matter how much money I was making and how wealthy I was and how great my life looked. Everything in my life was falling apart and it was all truly a facade. And I was in the unhealthiest I'd ever been. And at that moment, I needed to make a massive change in not just one thing, but everything. And like a flick of a switch, I decided that was the day I was going to take back my life. Aha. So it was that awakening moment, right? It's like an aha uh, moment. I could relate. I could totally relate. And I think our, our viewers out there, our audience who are working mothers, that's the, that's always the, um, the, the balance, right? And the heartache that we experience, you know, um, eight hours or what 
have you that you're at work and you can't be with with your kids so um and people just make their decisions based on um on maybe whatever needs and and what have you that they have to contend with i like the word faith you know ignite what was that book that you're working yes, on? Yes, Ignite Your Faith. Yeah, ignite so we love your faith. about Ignite Moments. Yeah. And, you know, just to parlay that into business, you know, from that, I had to make some very business decisions. And I know a lot of your listeners are, you know, more business. in tune with business, but I had to really decide what I was going to do with my business. And I decided to close my business. And 60 days later, I called all of my suppliers. I took my multi-million dollar business and I just shut it down. And I ended my career in that business and just took my kids and started to live my life in a completely new way. So for people who are in business, you know, there's big decisions that happen in your personal life that absolutely affect your business life. And of course, back to faith, you have to have the faith in the knowing that every decision has a big reason behind it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a Hebrew chapter 11, um, verse one, right? Um, faith is... Uh, being sure of what you hope for and being certain of what you don't see, right? That's, that's, um, that's a word. And it's one of my values, you know, actually, you know, as, uh, as humans, we can only, we can only predict, we can only project, we can only do so much. We need a higher, uh, something higher and bigger uh, than us, I believe. <laughs> yeah, and we have to trust and know that, you know, we're all on a journey for a reason and everything happens and unfolds. That was one of the most difficult times of my life. And yet it really was the beginning of what I needed to do to become the business owner I am today, to be the parent that I am. And I'm blessed to have two stepkids, remarried in a new relationship, beautiful community. So all those times when it seems so difficult and you don't know how to get forward, there really is, you know, it's that ignite, that that ignition point to do something greater and better and ultimately lead you to do something that's going to help others, not just yourself. I love the, I, I also love the word ignite, actually. <laughs> so thank you for really reintroducing that word uh, to me. Very powerful. I mean, you can already see the visual of that word, right? Spark, proactive, upward movement. Um, so with regards to the knowing, because he mentioned knowing and for our viewers out there, yes, it's, it's good to know, but, uh, just like, um, I think it was a poet or, or someone that said, uh, knowing is not enough. You must apply. Um, and, uh, you know, it's all about the doing, right? <laughs> also now your company ignite humanity, right? So, um, Tell us some ways for our audience who are wanting to do something for humanity. What are, what are ways? What are concrete ways for one to ignite humanity? Well, thank you for asking me that. I mean, I've been on a mission to ignite humanity now. And of course, I ask myself the question all the time, what does it look like to ignite humanity? But I've come up with seven very powerful principles. And I think each and every one of us can really identify with what we can do. They're very simple principles, things like, you know, fostering growth amongst others or being in the, our own evolution. My favorite one is give first and give often and give all you can. I mean, a lot of times we're always waiting to receive. And I love to teach my kids, you got to give first. And one of the principles of igniting humanity is how can we give first? How can we show up first? How can we offer all that we can instead of waiting for the other person to do it? I also talk about inner happiness and true peace. I mean, each and every person on the planet deserves to feel that way, to have 
about their inner happiness, to really be in peace of knowing that they're okay, their family's okay, they're safe, they have what they need. I mean, imagine a world where each and every one of us was also living in the center of our possibilities, doing what was possible for us, like really living our dream. I sometimes talk about ambition shaming, like why are we shaming each other? Because we're ambitious or we desire things or we want to go after our aspirations. We should be encouraging each other. You want to go do that? Bravo. I'm your cheerleader. You want to accomplish that? We should be helping each other. So there's so many things that we can be doing to ignite humanity. But the truth is it all starts from within ourselves. I so agree. And I like the part on, on the giving. And I think, um, I'm I'm a fan of um of the Think and Grow Rich book, right? Uh and it's a and there's a huge chapter on on giving, giving and doing the extra the extra mile cuz uh you know, it's uh the lo- the road less travel, right? <laughs> so, uh now you asked me the last time, Melody, what is one word that you think would uh would be a good word to ignite humanity? What is that one word for you? <laughs> JB Well, thank you again. Uh, So recently I was in India. I had the pleasure of meeting with His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. And of course, I was going to ask him the same thing. Uh I was going to say, you know, Your Holiness, what is the one thing that's going to ignite humanity? And I I rehearsed this question in my mind, you know, the morning of when I was before I was going to meet him. And of course, I thought if you have studied anything to do with His Holiness, he talks about compassion. He talks about Mm -hmm. love. He talks about surrender. And so I thought that he was going to say that, like, of course, it's love and compassion, JB. But what was very interesting to me when I was imagining meeting him and imagining asking him this question, I got this message in my mind where he really said to me, you just got to go do the work. And what that meant to me was there isn't one thing that's going to ignite humanity. What's going to ignite humanity is for each and every one of us to do the work. And the work is our work, our unique work, the work that we're divinely assigned to do. So, Melody, you have your job, your work, your mission, your purpose. I have mine and so many others. But what I really heard in that moment was that we have to go and do it and step into it and embrace it. And of course, we're going to trip and fall and not get it perfect. But we need to begin doing it. And so if anything is going to ignite humanity, it's each and every one of us doing our part. And that means being who we were born to be, being the best versions of ourselves, really blossoming into our greatness and our talents and our gifts. And when we grow and when we ignite ourselves, we ignite the lives of others through just through example. Wow. So being in the presence of the Dalai Lama, um, that that's that's definitely a uh, a wish list a bucket list for for a lot of people so what are ways in order to 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 do that thank you very much i've had the pleasure of spending uh, meeting him more than once um but yes i've been very blessed to spend some time with him and as we as you know i am benighted i have been knighted um benighted by the royal order and so through my initiative and my desire to ignite humanity i was able to have an audience with him on two separate occasions now the first time I saw him was very interesting because I went with a different agenda. I wanted him to be a part of my book series. I wanted him to be a part of my movie and my documentary. I wanted him to sing in the song that I'm going to do. But when I realized moments again, before I was sitting there waiting to meet with him, how simply trite all of those requests were, they were very much sort of 
self-serving and very 3D, you know, really sort of, you know, a tactile, uh, can you do this and can you do that? And I suddenly got a very big knowingness that um, I just wanted to be in his essence. I just wanted to absorb some of his magnificence. And I really just wanted to touch his heart. I just wanted to feel how incredible he was as a person. So when I finally got my moment to meet him and I walked up to him, I bowed, I kissed his hand, I reached out to touch his heart and his uh, team pushed my hand away just because it's not okay to touch him. But what was so beautiful was he leaned forward and we both touched our foreheads together. Oh, I saw that photo. That is magical. For a moment, we just touched foreheads and it was so powerful because I got such a download and such a message and such inspiration from him. I kind of joke around that I got to Bluetooth with the Dalai Lama and it was just <laughs> a really amazing moment. But wow. what I realized is it's the essence of each and every one of us that matters. It's not necessarily what someone can do for you or what you can do for them. Also, later that day when I heard him chanting and I saw the temple and all the work that he'd been doing for his mission for Tibet and how he advocacy for Buddhism, I realized it's not to me to derail him or make him be paying attention to what I'm doing. It's up to me to do my mission and achieve my goals with my own trajectory. And each and every one of us has Mm -hmm. the ability to do the same. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I graduated from uh, Loyola Marymount and St. Ignatius is actually the patron saint, right? And his tagline is, you know, for the greater glory of God, right? So, so everyone has, as he said, the, the divine seed in us and it's, it's how we will, will cultivate that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and bring whatever the fruit that we could offer, uh, to the world, right? So the talent that's given to us, that's, that's a gift and it's in our gift to our, um, to the world is what we do with those gifts, right, J.B.? Right, and we have to be brave. You know, we have to be brave to decide that our gifts are okay or our gifts are special or our gifts our gifts deserve our time and attention. Many of us in business have really good skills and talent, but we actually just credit them because they come to us quite easily. We're like, oh, yeah, that's not so hard. Yeah, I know how to do that. Yeah, that's not worth making money. Oh, I can't charge money for that. And we actually take our gifts and we downplay them and we don't use them in a way that we can accentuate them so that they benefit Uh us and others. And truly, I think the bravery comes when we decide that, you know, my gift has been given to me divinely and rightly and beautifully. And for me to treasure it and use it as in a way to help others is actually what I'm meant to do and what I'm supposed to do. And so it truly is, uh, you know, my mission in Igniting Humanity is that everybody knows their gift and finds their gift and feels that spark within themselves because they have something special to give to the world. So, Chebi, um, I, I, I like that because it's a good segue to, to our next, um, topic today. So with your skills, your gifts, your talent, um, and what an amazing gift, you know, um, to share with the world, you being an author, a best selling author and a publisher, a well accomplished, um, publisher. So what would you attribute your success, uh, in, in that field? of being an author and a publisher? Well, I've always loved to tell stories and I've always been great at storytelling. And I always think stories are so meant to create engagement and bring people together. Interestingly enough, I had two parents who always would say, stop talking, stop telling stories, stop telling people about yourself, stop exaggerating, (laughs) stop wanting so much attention. 
And so interestingly enough, there was a part of me that dimmed my light and really felt a sense of shame and withdrawal until I kept digging deep into this knowing that our stories are what help us. They're what define us. They're what refine us. Our stories are unique and, and, and fantastic and amazing. And just since the beginning of time, when people were around the campfires telling stories, we all still need to heal, hear the stories of each other. And it's those stories that bring us together. It's that human connection, that common denominator that we all have. And when we hear someone else's story, we do feel the compassion and the love and the understanding for them. And again, if I could heal humanity, which I choose to do and work towards whatever that looks like, I believe it's going to happen through the power of storytelling, through us telling our stories to one another to break down the barriers and to abolish some of the racism and the and the segregation that we put upon in an unknowingness. And again, going back to India, so blessed to go there to see all of the religions cohesively working together in such a huge country, Sikhism and Buddhism and Hinduism and Jainism all coming together in a really harmonious way. And that goes to show that all of us can live in harmony despite our beliefs and our opinions. We can actually work together when we have understanding and respect for each other. And that's one thing, I, again, I really saw when they respect each other's religion and respect each other's beliefs, there's no need for anything other than harmony. And so lots and lots of things. There's no, different ways. Loaded. We, yes. Yeah, it's loaded. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, so um, uh, so with regards to your gift, right? Um, I mean, it's amazing. They say that the greatest agony of a human being is bearing that untold story inside inside of you, inside of a human yes. being, right? So, if you're able to to help unlock that and walk them through telling their unique, inspiring, amazing story, then then imagine, imagine what you could do uh, for that person. So for our listeners out there who are wanting to become best-selling author, (laughs) what would be your tips uh, for them, JB? So many tips. Yes, thank you. I've been blessed to publish over 700 authors telling their unique Ignite moment and doing multiple solo books. And so lots of tips for authors. First of all, if you have a desire to write, it's because somebody wants to hear your story. So if you've been percolating inside, I should write this, I should write this book, I should write my story. It's because absolutely somebody out there needs to hear exactly what you have to share. You've got ideas, you've got strategies and tips, you've been through it already. So you can pull someone forward through what you have learned. Now, of course, you want to create some cadence and some systems around your writing. So find a good time in the day that you love to write. Maybe it's in the morning, getting up a little bit extra. Maybe it's during the evening. Maybe it's some quiet time. But find a time of day that you can write a little bit each and every day. If you just put a couple of sentences together, a paragraph, one after another, eventually you will complete a chapter and again and again and again because it's very hard for people to get a month off or a week off or just go out to the cabin or to their lake or take a vacation to write. The truth is your writing is evolving through your life experiences. So as you go through it, you will infuse that into your writing. So you want to write a little bit each and every day to work that muscle. And then most importantly, you want to make sure, obviously, that you have somebody who's supporting you. You have a great support system. You have people who are reading your work and giving you positive feedback and effective feedback. You know, some 
sometimes our family members can be our family, but they're not the most credible at supporting us. So find a good person to be a support uh, system. And then last but not least, make sure that you are acknowledging what you achieve each and every day. Really be positive with yourself. You know what? I only wrote a little bit today, but I wrote something. You know what? I only got a chapter done and that's going to just help me get my next chapter done. And then of Mm -hmm. course, uh, a formula and an outline is always key to getting to the end of the uh, of the, your finish line. I, I hear you. I remember 2021. That's when I was thinking, um, okay, I think this is the time, right? <laughs> and then there was a there was an event, a, a huge event that happened in the marketplace of of my industry where I had to pause. And now that part and what what I did, you know, uh, with the pivots. Uh, that we did is, is I'm thinking, you know what, that's the reason why we had to, we had to pause because that needs to be in the book. <laughs> you know, the, those, those types of things. Um, and, and I agree with you, you know, it's, it's, um, it's ever evolving every day. There's something to write. And, uh, if we're just mindful of, um, you know, when you're inspired, right, get your pen, um, mightier than the sword, right? As they say. <laughs> yes, yes. And if you think of something, write it down. Don't tell yourself, oh, I'll remember that. You never remember it. You so never. there's some great apps that are recording that can record for you and transcribe for you. There's a lot of really good apps on your phone or have a notebook beside your bed. I have an author who loves to write in the shower. So she has like a waterproof like whiteboard and that she puts in her shower. I mean, you decide that if you've got a good idea, write it down as soon as it comes to you because you will forget it. I remember there was also one tip that was shared with me. Um, really, when you're inspired and you have that burning desire to already write it, so you feel like this is the time. When you sit down, have your little alarm clock, right? You you set the timer, like 30 minutes or let's say an hour and just come up, you know, whatever's in your head, no right or wrong. These are going to be your outline. And then from there, the next hour or so, then you just put the bullet points per per chapter of what you have outlined, you know, something like that doesn't have to be obviously uh, perfect. But for the most part, the minute you know that you're going to write, you already have a lot. <laughs> That's exactly, already, as you said, percolating uh, in your head. So so JB, for, for our wannabe authors out there, what have you seen in terms of uh, pitfalls, or maybe myths that you wish to debunk? Anything like that? Well, that would be good to know. <laughs> Yeah, good point. I mean, a lot of people say to me that they have writer's block. And I think that writer's block means that they're just not tapping into their creativity. And so doing exercises that activate the right side of your brain. So if you could uh, go walking and dictate into your phone, if you want to use colored pencils, that's a great opportunity. Using your hands to get a notebook and write things is always so helpful instead of using the computer. Switching it up, moving to Mm -hmm. a different room. I often, and for many years when I was writing, I actually used to go to a restaurant and they had these big wingback chairs with a plug-in right beside it. And I would order a small appetizer. I would sit there and I would just write for hours because the activity and the movement and things happening would just inspire me and give me, you know, sort of momentum to write. So sometimes you want to switch it up. You can go to the library. You can find a great hotel lobby that just has expansiveness and space um, and or go out to a picnic bench and just change whatever is gridlocking you. If you don't like that chair, change it. If you don't like, you know, have a nice candle or a different smell, put on a little bit of music. There's um, wonderful 
uh, brainwave music that you can put on, binarial beats that you can put on to get your brain working. Whatever you feel like is stopping you, decide that you're going to look for a solution to change it. And then I always tell people the myth around ghostwriting. I'm a big proponent of writing your own story, of telling your own story, of not using a ghostwriter, because I feel like people aren't authentically connected to their book when somebody else writes it. Now, that's just my opinion. So I love to coach authors to write their story, to sort of go through the broken glass and walk over the burning coals and really unpack what they want to share. And then that way they feel so much more connected to their story and their book feels like their own. Ooh, that's awesome. That's an awesome uh, tip uh, for for having that writer's block. I mean, I think that's a, that's a very common, normal, and usual <laughs> challenge for anyone that's powering through their their book, right? Um, so as we wrap up, I am interested to find out about your journey on that uh, the cycle project that you oh. and your your husband did. I thought that was like fun and rewarding. Can you tell us a little bit about that project? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it started in 2020 when we were in sheltering in, you know, we weren't allowed to go anywhere. And I was like, well, that's impossible. Are you kidding me? No one can tell me I can't go. And so my husband and I decided, well, we can't go driving and we can't go to, you know, tourist places. So we decided we would take our tandem bike that was sitting in our garage and cycle across Canada. Uh, so yes, we cycled 5,000 kilometers across Canada on our tandem bike to make it to the parliament buildings and speak out about what was happening with COVID and how we were all being forced to shelter in. The next summer, mm-hmm. we uh, cycled to Alaska to the top of the world highway. And I have a book in the works called How to Get to the Top of the World because it's called the Top of the World Highway. And so figuratively wow. and literally to the top of the world. And then last year, we cycled coast to coast, 10,000 kilometers across Canada. All of these projects have been uh, done to raise money for our charity. We build schools overseas to ignite lives for children and ignite their literacy. And so I was never an athlete and I was never a cyclist. And I had my 50th birthday. And so I felt like I wanted to show people what's possible and tell people that you can get up off the couch and just go do something. You can have an idea and decide you're going to make it happen. And all you have to do is put one foot in front of the other, or in my case, one pedal over the next and just decide like the only way you're going to learn how to do it is to do it. I didn't know how to cycle across Canada until I started doing it. And again, this summer, we're going to do it again because we absolutely love it. And we love showing people that at any age, if you have a dream and if you have a desire, you can go after it. Um, that is super inspiring. Uh, the most cycling that I've done is really just with my Peloton that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> but uh, but hey, it seems so much fun, you know, having that uh, that amazing view, just the fresh air and looking at different sites, all those milestones. I would imagine that that would have been really fun and of course of course the uh the 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 reason behind it is you're wanting to raise an awareness number one and two um also raise uh some funds for a project you know from for charitable uh projects uh that 
you have, right? <laughs> yes, we're building the Ignite Humanity School of Hope and we're raising money to build school in Indonesia. We have a fallen colleague in our midst who has passed away. We're building a school in her name. And we just want to really show uh, kids that what's possible in their lives. And we know that there are many children in third world countries that need to have a facility where they can learn and be educated. So we're absolutely committed to that through a partnership with the Classroom of Hope. So you can go to classroomofhope.org and find out about our school projects. God bless you, uh, JB, for for all those um, you know projects and all those movements that you are committed in doing and inspiring people uh, to also do the same. So, what's next uh, for you and your Ignite of uh, Humanity projects and books and speaking engagements? What's next for you? Well, I want to share something with you and your community. I am doing something called the Legacy Lounge. So I'm all about building legacy. I think I've reached a place in my life where I want to think about what's next. What can surpass me? You know, just if I were not to be here on this planet, what about my business could carry on and my message and my message and my mission? And so I have something coming up called the Legacy Lounge where I'm really taking the top people that I work with, the people that really wow me and impress me and I learn from. And I'm creating a very private, exclusive, of mastermind community called the Legacy Lounge. And I just wanted to share that with your people. I wanted to give them a backstage pass to come and check out the lounge. It's a very unique opportunity to spend two hours with a legend and just really learn about creating legacy. I think we all need to be thinking about our legacy because of the generations to come, our future, the way humanity is. So I can share with you if your community wants to go to legacylounge.life and click on a very special code, dreamers-2leaders, dreamers-2-leaders. They can get a very exclusive pass to come to the Legacy Lounge. This is my seven-figure mastermind, but I wanted to invite some of your community. I know you've got high-powered, very enthusiastic, go-getter individuals, and I just feel like when you rub shoulders and hang out with and learn from people who are doing what you want to do, you change yourself on a cellular <laughs> level and make it possible for you. The the power of osmosis, right? Somehow yes. it rubs off, uh, rubs off on you. But it's I like true. the words learn and legacy. So yes. really how we evolve is when we have that passion to keep learning, to keep evolving, right? And of course, uh, leaving a legacy. You know, we have what um, seven hundred thousand uh, hours apparently in our in our lifetime, right? And depending mm-hmm. on your age, then you only have so much, right? Uh, hours. So it's really making a mindful decision that each minute, each second, each hour, the minute you wake up, you want to do something that would leave a mark and uh, provide a legacy that you can be proud of, right? (laughs) So true. Thank you. And you know, we can't ever know how to get anywhere without having a little bit support and education. If I wanted to fly a helicopter, someone would have to teach me how to use all those bells and knobs. So if you want to build a legacy, want to get around people who can teach you and show you exactly how to do it. And yes, and for our audience out there, uh, check out uh, JB's, um, you know, website, and we'll provide in our um, links, her bio and all the ways to reach her. But in addition to that, um, as we wrap up, any final inspiring words for our community? Well, I just want to say, you know, so many women, and I've been in business for 
decades. And when I started being in business, there wasn't a lot of women who were doing it. And I was always following what men were doing. And I was thinking that my currency of success was what the guy's currency of success was. And I just want to say to all the women out there, you have your own unique currency of success. What means success means to you? And it involves your family and your community and your humanitarian work. And it's it comes more in a cohesive and collaborative way. It's different than how men do it. And so I just want women to know that you can be fierce and fabulous and feminine all at the same all time. All at the same time. Be successful mm-hmm. and powerful. And you can make a huge difference. And of course, to all the men out there who are truly embracing their feminine energy, we love hearing from you. And we love seeing you making a powerful impact on the planet despite the fact that people are asking you to be rugged and tough and not to cry and show all of your vulnerability, we want to see that because when we are authentic and real and we show people who we truly are, all the ways that we show up, but be Mm -hmm. ourselves and love ourselves exactly how we have been given instructions to do so, the world loves us in return. So be you, love you, ignite you, spoil yourself, be willing to try it all, go after your dreams and aspirations inspirations because what you want wants you you yes <laughs> I agree I agree so I, I love the words authenticity you know being authentic um and really you know the ignite the ignite moments uh, that you are all about um so uh wishing you continued success uh, JB and thank you again for for gracing our show <laughs> So happy to be here. And thank you for the work that you're doing. Blessings to you. We are all watching the magnificent way that you are showing up. So thank you. And for all our dreamers out there, keep believing. You've got this. Till next time. 